Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life-transforming message by Pastor Andrew Mutan. And washed in his blood. I want us to open our Bibles. Today I'm going to begin a, a new series. Amen. About prophecy or prophesy. Someone tell your neighbor prophesy. Amen. We're going to understand what it means, what to prophesy means. Amen. Uh, what is the prophetic ministry and why is it very important in the church of Jesus Christ? Who are the prophets? Amen. And why are we all or why can we all uh, operate in this prophetic gift. Amen. So I will mix the word of God with teaching um, about the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, but also I want to activate the prophetic gift that is in you. Tell your neighbor God is going to activate the prophetic gift that is in you. Because each and every one of us can prophesy. Someone say, I can prophesy. Amen. So you are your greatest prophet. Amen. So, so what, is, what is prophecy? Prophecy is declaring the word of God. That is prophecy. So even when someone comes and preaches the word, in a way, they are prophesying. So prophecy is about declaring what God is saying. Every time the word of God is spoken, it is prophetic. But that is not the full definition of prophecy. Because when we talk about declaring the word of God, the word of God comes in many different forms. The word of God can come to correct. The word of God can come to rebuke. The word of God can come to guide. The word of God can come to lead. The word of God can come to encourage. The word of God can come to edify or to build us up. So the word of God has so many things. But even as we talk about the word of God, we know that the word of God is Jesus Christ himself. Amen? So why am I saying that we all can prophesy? I want, before we read the book of Ezekiel, we will look at the book of Revelation. Amen? The book of Revelation, which will now show us that we all have been called to prophesy. Amen? To prophesy. The book of Revelation, I believe it is, um, sorry, allow me to get my, my, my. It, the word of God says, worship God, says worship God for the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of Prophecy. Someone can help me find out where that is. It's not something that I had written down, but the Holy Spirit just quickened me to remember that scripture. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And, and then there's another scripture still in the book of Revelation, which we'll also find, which says that they overcame. I think that is in chapter 12. They overcame 
by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony amen so why am i saying that it's talking about yes it is chapter 19 and verse 10 as i fell at his feet to worship him but he said to me don't do it i'm a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold to the testimony of jesus worship god for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to jesus okay so the the spirit of prophecy every time the word of god is declared it is declared to testify of jesus amen and so when we connect that with the bible says that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony the testimony is is not you know just to say that god gave me a house god gave me a shoe god gave me a shirt god did this for me that is part of it okay but the true testimony is supposed to be declaring the mighty things that have been done through the word of god i was challenging some people and i said you know some of the testimonies that we give as much as they are very powerful to us they may not challenge some people who have not come to the church because the bible indeed says that some trust in chariots others in horses but we trust in the name of the Lord. So, of course, for us, God is the one who has delivered us. God is the one who has helped us. But there is somebody out there who, when you say, uh, I thank God because I have a job now. Or I thank God that I have a car or I have a house. For them, they don't need, or they did not need Jesus to have those things. But their testimonies, for example, if you say, I was on drugs for 20 years and I accepted Jesus and the power of drugs was broken, now that is a testimony. Because it's only the blood of Jesus that can deliver someone from drugs. Are we together? There are things that God wants to do in your life that the people outside there will look at and say, surely this is the hand of God. If you come and testify and say, I, the doctors had given up on me because they had done everything, but now the cancer has been healed. Now that is what? A testimony. Because it is a testimony of Jesus of his mighty work, of what only him can do. And so every time we open our mouth to speak, we testify of God's power, but that also is the spirit of prophecy. Amen? Because we are declaring the word of God. Now I want us to go and start again from the book of Ezekiel, where I told you to open Ezekiel chapter 37, and we're going to see as we, under, as we get more into what the prophetic does and what the prophetic is, let us look at this man, Ezekiel. The Bible says this uh, about this prophet. And it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Ezekiel 37 from verse 1. And he caused me to pass round about them. And behold, there were very many bones in the open valley. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man. Can these bones live? And I answered, Oh Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Oh, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. 
Thus says the Lord to these bonds. Behold, I will cause breath and spirit to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and bring a flesh upon you and cover you with skin. And I will put breath and spirit in you, and you dry bones shall live. And you shall know, understand, and realize that I am the Lord, the sovereign ruler who calls forth loyalty and obedient service. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Someone say, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a thundering noise. And behold, a shaking and trembling and a rattling. And the bones came together, born to its bone. Father, we thank you for your word today. I pray that you will help me to help to bring your people to an understanding of the prophetic ministry, of what you want to do in their lives, that you will use them to begin to speak to things and see things change and see things transformed, to speak life where there is death, in the mighty name of Jesus. May that prophetic grace be activated in each and everyone that is here today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you because of your word and because of your power. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Now, I want you to go with me as though you were Ezekiel. The Bible says that the Spirit of God, the hand of God was upon him and God lifts him and he finds himself in a valley okay so i want you to figure out you are ezekiel and you are in this valley and the valley is full of dry bones i don't know how many of you would first react <laughs> some of you might wonder is it really the hand of the lord that has lifted me here because you are you're just seeing skulls you know you're seeing hands there and legs there and 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 and, and as he is still in that shock as a human being he's wondering why am i lifted in this place why has god brought me into this place then god shocks him even more he asks him do you think these bones can live because the valley is big, so there's a, a skull there, there's some hand there, there's a leg there, there's all the different parts scattered all over the valley. And God now asks him, do you think these bones can live? Now, I'm not praying that God gives me such an encounter, I don't know about you. But the kind of encounters I'm believing God for are not those kind of encounters. But I know that each one of us, there are places that we may be in that the moment God asks you, you'll be like, God, I don't see how possible this is. Perhaps you find yourself in a situation today that just looks like the dry bones. It could be your finances that are so dry. Bible says they were not only dry, but they were very kumekauka kabisa. Am I speaking the right Kiswahili? It is really dry. Eh? Mufuko ume. So whatever it is, it is dry, you know. Whether it, whether, I mean, you look at the situation and you're like, God, this is dry. So he looks at these bones and God is asking. You know, he looks at the, he looks at the bones, they are dry, but God is saying these bones can live. And, and, and that is now the power of the prophetic ministry. Amen? 
Because God is not going to tell you to speak to things which are possible. God wants you to begin to speak life to things that are dead. Hallelujah. If, if things were possible, then you don't need God in that equation. If you had everything you need to succeed in life, then you cannot have a testimony. Because you will say, it is because I, my uncle, I had a rich uncle. Or it's because I had degree. It's because I was this. But what do you do if you find yourself, you don't have someone that you can run to. You don't have enough education. You don't have the money. You don't have the connections. That is when now God becomes God. That people can look back and say, that, the, that valley was dry. So the, the, there is power in God to resurrect what has died. This was not the first time when God did this. When men rose up against Aaron as a high priest, God told Aaron, he said, I'm going to prove to this man that you are my servant. Let each man get a rod, which is dry. So people got roads that were what? And says that the road that shall blossom, the one that shall grow fruit in the morning, that means that that one is my servant. So all these priests got their roads. But the Bible says in the morning, a road that was dry now had not just blossomed, but there were even fruits on it. We serve a miracle-working God. There is no situation that is impossible. There is nothing that is so dry. There is nothing that has reached the limit. As long as you can begin to activate power of the word of God. Hallelujah. So God looks at Ezekiel and that is the same thing God is asking you today. Can these bones live? Can your dreams come to pass? I know you think you lost a lot of years but can you believe that I am the God who restores the years that have been eaten. Hallelujah. He's the God who is able to restore. He's a God who is able to quicken things. Are we together? But the key that I want you to see here, and that's why I'm, I'm moving to, Ezekiel looks back to God and says, God, you're the one who knows. But God turns it back to Ezekiel. Says, it is not about me. The power to change these bonds is right in your mouth. I want you to see that. He asks, God asks him, can they live? Ezekiel says, God, you. But then God tells Ezekiel, you prophesy. It is not me that will cause these bones to live by speaking to them. Uh -uh. I have already given you the power to speak to those bones. That's what I want you to see. Yes, God is able to change your situation. But he is only going to change your situation as you open your mouth and begin to speak. Oh, glory to God. The prophetic grace 
is not just for those who have been called in what we call the office of the prophets. Because there's what they call the office of the prophets. In the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11, the Bible says, when, he got, when Jesus ascended on high, he released gifts unto men. And some were made apostles, some were made prophets, some were made pastors and teachers and evangelists. So those are what we call offices. They are for leadership, okay? So they are, they are for those who have been called to lead the body of Christ. And some of them operate in that office of a prophet. Then there is what is called the prophetic gift. You don't have to operate in the office of a prophet to have the prophetic gift. The prophetic gift is one of the gifts that God has given. When you read, and we don't have time to go through them, but you can write down these scriptures, amen? In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the Bible talks about the different gifts. It says, can some, all people, people heal, or there are those who do miracles, there are those who are in the prophetic. So all these are different gifts that have been given in the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. But what I'm talking about here today is beyond the office of the prophet and it's beyond the prophetic gift. It is the power of you as a person to become a prophet. Hallelujah. And every child of God has the power to prophesy. And I'm going to show you why it is so. Let us go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 15 and verse 19. Jeremiah 15 and verse 19. The Bible says this. God spoke these words to Jeremiah. And I'm going to give you the, the requirements of being a prophet. How can you be a prophet? Number one, the Bible says, if you repent someone say repent so the number one qualification of becoming a prophet is repentance you have to repent repentance means turning around like our brother was sharing a powerful testimony of how god has used our brother juma to to speak to him, to encourage him. And he says, I, I was very far from the kingdom of God, but now I have come back to God. When you return, when you repent, it means a turning around. Amen? So, number one, you repent. Amen? So, you cannot have the power to prophesy unless you have repented. Amen? It means that your, your, your life has to be aligned. Repentance means you are now aligned with God. You're walking step in step with, with God. Number two, for you to become God's prophet, you must be able to distinguish between the words that you speak. Amen? Amen? I want you to change, change to a different... Let's first read this version, but then we will say... He say, God says to Jeremiah, he says, If you utter worthy, not worthless words. That means there are worthy words and there are worthless. There are words that are worthy and there are words that are worthless. I mean, we all know the kind of worthless words. It is not just swearing and cursing that is worthless. But everything that you speak that is not in line with the word of God concerning your life is a worthless word. For example, there are people who wake up and say, life has become too hard. I don't think I can make it. The economy of Kenya is so bad. I think all of us are just going to leave Nairobi and go back to Shago. 
There are people who will wake up and say, business is so bad, I don't, I'm not think, I don't think I'll make it this year. Those are called what? Worthless. You say, I, I don't think, I'm not beautiful enough. I don't, that's why I'm not getting married. Or I don't have the money. That's why I cannot succeed in business. That is called worthless words. As you begin to speak those words, I want you to understand something. In the spirit world, what the power that changes things is words. It is not intentions. It is not desires. The power to change things is words. When God wanted to see mountains and, and valleys and animals, he only spoke. He says that there be an elephant, an elephant there. Praise the Lord. Not just one, but all of them, they just showed up. Just by the only thing that God created was a human being. But everything you see, he just spoke. He says that there be mountains and whew. <laughs> says let there be light and the light that's the power of words so remember that you and me have been created in the image of God so we, the words we speak have power to create Vanessa's feeling the words we speak have power to tell your neighbor you are a creator because you have been created in the image of God. And the way you create is by the words you speak. So you need to begin to separate between worthy words and worthless words. God told him, number one, if you repent, number two, if you utter worthy words, not worthless words, I will make you my spokesman. Who is a prophet? A prophet is God's spokesman. You are able to speak on the behalf of heaven. You are able to speak and things happen. How does that happen? By choosing I am going to speak. And that's what God brought Ezekiel to. He says, Ezekiel, stop speaking about the dry bones. You know, most of us, we live our lives lamenting about the dry bones, the dry relationships, the dry marriage, the dry this, the dry finances. Oh, if this person had not done this, my life would not be here. You analyze and you talk about it and you, you, know, you, you want everybody to know your situation. And you magnify the situation by talking about it. You blame everybody. You say this and this. And, and, and the more we are speaking about this thing, we are focusing on the dry bones. But God wants you to move your focus from the dry bones and begin to speak that which you cannot see to become. That is the power when we talk about faith. And this thing, I've, I've said it many times again, but, but I want you to get this in your spirit. Faith comes by hearing, and by hearing the word of God. Amen? That's Romans 10, 17. So we receive faith by hearing. We hear the word of God. Faith can only be demonstrated by obedience so it's not enough to hear but we demonstrate that we actually have faith by our actions when you hear and you believe then you do amen so faith is received by hearing the moment you hear then you're supposed to begin to see so hear and then you see when you hear you hear what is what God is saying but you're supposed to begin to see the invisible hallelujah so God says 
Ezekiel, can these bones live? And, and, and Ezekiel says, God, you know. But God tells him, I want you to begin to see these bones with life. So these are the steps. One, you hear, then you begin to see, and then you must take action. But then that faith is expressed by only one avenue. It is by the words you speak. That is why the mouth is the greatest spiritual weapon you have. Amen? The mouth, this mouth, is the greatest weapon you have in the spirit. That's why the devil will do everything to make sure you speak the wrong things. He gets you so, you know, he will fill you with other people's problems. So every time you open your mouth, you're gossiping about someone. You're slandering someone. You're backbiting someone. You know, he knows. And, and you can easily take two hours as you talk about Sarah. And you, you dissect them and you... And the moment you meet Sarah, hey, how are you? I mean, like, it's like you don't even say anything bad about her. See, that's how we are. Even me, I have not removed myself. But I just need God's grace. Hallelujah. Eh, people can really dissect others. You know, it's like for them, they have never sinned. Eh? But tell someone to pray for 10 minutes. It becomes a problem. See, gossiping is also speaking. Because the same mouth that is gossiping, for two hours. Why can't it pray for ten minutes? Ask yourself. The same, same mouth that can be on the phone and you talk to someone and you talk and talk and talk. See, speaking, praying is also speaking. Why is it hard for that same mouth to spend ten minutes talking to God? The same mouth that can sit down and you tell everyone your problems. How they started. Why don't you just take those minutes and tell God the same, same problems? Do you know why many people struggle? It's because when you come to prayer, they do not see God. So they struggle to connect with, with God. And it is easier for them to talk to the person they can see. Or even if they cannot see them, but they are talking to them on the phone... They still have faith that that person is listening to them. What if that person has even put the phone away and they are... You don't know. Maybe they're even not happy that you're talking to them, but they're just they're saying, mm, mm. See, Sometimes we do such things to people. Buonessa's feeling. What I'm trying to tell you is the power of your words. Your words are so, so powerful that instead of speaking to men, can you convert that time and speak to God? Because you can speak to men and men will not help you. In fact, you are just giving them something to talk about you. You are giving them more words. Say, eh, my sister, let's pray for the other sister. Do you know what she said? And, 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 and before you can even pray, by the time you finish the two hours, you have dissected that sister. You have not even prayed anything up for her. Do you know something that I found out? You try this as an experiment. You cannot gossip about someone that you pray for. You try it. Anytime you feel like gossiping for, about someone, just go and pray for them. Say, hey God, I thank you. I feel like gossiping about brother John, but I pray. The moment you begin to pray, you can't. You can't mix the two. Why? Because it's the same mouth. That's why James talks about the mouth. Hallelujah. Today, you're going to become a prophet. Ooh, glory to God. And you see, the moment you sort out your mouth, your life will get in shape. I'm telling you. The moment you change what you speak, your life will align. You don't even need someone to lay hands on you. Just change what you speak. 
separate. Where is that scripture? I think you brought another version. Learn to separate. Separate. There's a version which says, separate between the vile words and it says, if you learn, where is the word? I'm looking for that word which says separate. If you separate, if you separate the precious from the vile, you separate the precious. Uh, there's another version which talks about you shall be as my prophet, if you can find that. It says, if you learn to separate, not everything that comes to your mind you're supposed to say. Tell your neighbor, not everything you think about you're supposed to say. Yeah? I, I know some of us are even in church, but our minds are far. Yeah? Instead of praying, your mind is just thinking about that brother or that sister. And if God would just put some of our thoughts on camera, some of us wouldn't even want to be here. You would run out of the church and say, eh, it's like you But as, as long as it is still in your thoughts, it has no power to affect your life. Do you know that? But the moment you utter it, demonic spirits are waiting to take that word and begin to use it against you. That is why many of us have prayed and prayed and we don't see results. Why? Because we come to prayer, we speak things. The moment we walk out of the house of God, we cancel everything we have been praying. You get in prayer and say, I'm a winner, I'm a conqueror, I'm going to see God's grace, I'm making it, I am the head and not the tail. The moment you walk out, the devil reminds you, eh, I'm like a message, can I get to Kwasimu? Say, eh, me, I'm broke. I'm finished. Did you know that when you are praying, angels were waiting, receiving the answer, bringing, they were ready. You know, heaven was getting excited. They were putting together the package to bring it to you. Uh, just as you, you are about, there's a book that we need, oh, we think we need to find, it's about the courts of heaven. When you understand to pray according to a court, do you know there is, let me use this word, I like it. There's a dimension of prayer that takes us to the courts of heaven. Hallelujah. There is, there is a, a, a prayer which involves God being as a judge. Where the moment, that's what happened to Job. Because the devil, some, some people think, you know, that only happened in the time of Job. But do you know even to this day, God gives access to the devil. Not permanent access, but the devil enters the presence of God, not just as an accuser of the brethren. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren who accuses them day and his job is to tell God, God, you are telling me I cannot enter heaven, but there is the other brother that you are blessing, but his life is like this and like this and like this. And Jesus stands on the other side as the intercessor. He's the one pleading with God. He's your advocate saying, God, because of my blood, please forgive. But remember that every time you begin to pray, you know, that's how the spirit world works. You pray Angels are activated. Things happen. But what hinders your prayer? It is just your same words. Because now the devil will come and say, no, no, no. God, that package cannot come down to that guy. He has just said he's broke. He has just said he cannot make it. He has just said he has given up on Nairobi. He's going, How come you're going to give him a job in Nairobi? And he has just said with his own mouth. Are we understanding? Are we understanding something here? You, we have to, including myself, separate between the worthy words and the worthless. Let's open the book of James. Let's see this. James talks about the mouth. He says, if someone can control their mouth, they can control their whole body. James chapter 3. Let's read. Verse 2, 
For we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. If anyone does not offend in speech, never says the wrong thing. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the entire body. Do you know words are so powerful? Do you know people marry others because of words? There are people who know how to, who are very, they call them smooth with their words. They, they, they say things they don't mean, but they make sure that they will say them. And because of that, they are able to. Do you know people get jobs because of words? Kwani interviews ni nini? Ni words. You just, you sit there, people ask you, you speak. The way you speak, you either get the job or you don't. That's the power of what you say. The, the life, every aspect of life has the power. Somehow, people will know who you are by the words you speak. So, we need to ask God to help us to tame our mouth. That means the mouth can get out of control. You, you don't just tame a domestic animal. You tame a wild animal. This, this tongue is a wild beast. It needs to be tamed. Tell your neighbor, tame that tongue. Don't be like those people who say, I, I'm going to put Jesus off just for a minute and I will show you my truth. Do you know the person you're dealing with? The moment you say lakini, umeharibu kila kitu. Jusasa utatamuka maneno and somebody will be like, what? Listen. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned by a small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth, or wherever. Continue. Let me read in this version. This is King James says, wherever, I think the word listeth is determined. Hallelujah. So verse 5, even so the tongue is a little member and it can boast of great things. See how wood, much wood or how great a forest, a tiny spark can set a blaze. And the tongue is a fire. Do you know why there is quarreling in homes and in marriages and people are fighting each other? Most of the time it is triggered by a word. Someone says, a husband will tell a wife a word and the wife will say, he thinks I don't have a mouth. So the, the, the wife will also get that word, put in sugar and salt and add garlic and everything and bring it shaken together, running over. By the time it hits the man, man like, hey. and see, because men don't have many words, many of them now will want to respond by, by, by laying hands. But God forbid that that will be your portion in Jesus' name. Because see, men, men don't have that many words. So he will speak one word, and the woman will come back with, and then the man will be like, I don't know what to say, and then the hand ends up doing the saying. The tongue is a fire. The Bible says what? And the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. Did you know that witch doctors, the way they curse people is by speaking? Someone was telling us, I was amazed. They, they were telling us that, that, that as a witch doctor, the more words you can use against someone, the more money you are paid. So someone can be paid 20000 to just go speaking every negative word they can think of against somebody. And they will wake up and speak for six hours, non-stop. Let him not succeed. Let this not happen. Let, let, let. That is how they operate. They can walk around the city just cursing the city. 
that is words. They're not doing any, they're not cutting any animals or anything. All they're saying is words. That's the tongue. It is a fire. It is a world of iniquity. And Jesus Christ said something that is so powerful. What fills a man's heart? The mouth will speak. You can pretend, you know, when we're in church, we have a mask on. We are all holy. Eh, we are wonderful. You know, we are just singing all the praises. <laughs> but whatever is filling your heart, the people living around you, do you want to chew? In fact, some of them, when they find you raising your hands, they're like, hallelujah. (laughs) So so is the tongue among our members. It defiles the whole body. The tongue has power to defile you. You say words that can. So when God wants to change a man's life, he begins by changing their tongue. Oh, hallelujah. God tells Ezekiel, says, when you repent, I will restore you that you may serve me. But you must learn to separate between the worthy words and the worthless words. Then shall you become my spokesman. Then shall you become my mouth. I've found out the more I've cut out lies and gossiping and slandering and everything from my life, the more powerful my prayers have become. Oh, hallelujah. I got to a place where in my life, God knows and God is my witness. I, I, I fear to talk against people. I fear to say especially negative things about people. I, I will just withdraw myself many times out of a place when people begin to speak against other people. Because, you see, what we don't understand, these things are, this what they call in English a boomerang. You know, something that if you cast it, it comes back to you. And many of the things we say, they begin to work against us. Someone said, from today I'm going to become a prophet. I will learn to speak. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29. Are we understanding what prophecy is? God spoke to Ezekiel, says, these bones can live, but only when you prophesy to them. That situation is going to change, but only when you prophesy to it. See, prophecy is declaring the word of God. But what I'm trying to let you understand before I, I will show you in a few minutes before we finish about how to speak the word of God. But the word of God can be rendered ineffective if you are not speaking good words. Are we together? You know, that's why many believers come and say, I claim, I possess, I take over, I overtake by force, by fire. You know, and, and, and they, they, they wonder, nothing is happening. Why? Because the moment they overtake by force, by fire, you know, by bind all these demons, then the demons are just waiting. Say, but now you're just inviting me, you know. The devil loves lies. He loves deception. He loves. Bible says he loves everyone who, who speaks a lie, because he's their father. He says he's a father of what? So the moment you are begin to, he just says ah. He tells God, how can you answer that prayer of, of my son? See that what the Bible says. Okay, let's look at this, Proverbs twenty eight, and then we'll move to something else. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs 28 and verse 20. Uh, where's the scripture? The, the, the tongue has the power of life and death. Where's the scripture? I thought it was here. Proverbs 20. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I know it's in Proverbs 28. Let me find it. Death and life 
are in the power of the tongue. Can you help me find that scripture? I don't know why I can't find it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And whoever loves it will eat its fruit. Turn your neighbor and say death. Oh, it's Proverbs 18. Thank you. 1821. I thought it was 28. It says the tongue has the power of life and turn to your neighbor again and tell them the tongue has the power of life and death. We get saved. This is the power of the tongue. You cannot get saved until you open your mouth and confess Jesus. And the moment you confess, that power comes in you. Someone who was a drunkard, the drunkenness is broken. Someone who was on drugs, the power of drugs is broken. Just by speaking the name of Jesus. That's why the devil wants to keep your tongue in bondage. Now, let me, let me, let me quick, I'm, I'm going to begin this now and, and then I'll... We'll continue on it next Sunday. Three things that are in the word of God that as we begin to exercise through our tongues, we are prophesying. Amen? Three things that we find in the word of God that we are supposed to do. Number one, we are supposed to call things that are not as though they are. Amen? The book of Romans, Romans, we're talking about prophesying. Prophe prophesying means calling things that are not. They were dry bones, going back to Ezekiel. Ezekiel had, it was a valley of dry bones. But you're supposed to begin to call. Call means you are, you know, you, you, you command to see something is not there, but you begin to say, come, you know. It says, oh, you dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Let the flesh come upon you. May you have this and this. You are calling. Amen. What, what, what do you call? You call something that is away. That has departed from you. Some of us, it's like money does not know our address. In the moment it hears your name, it just runs away. You need to learn to call it. There's nothing wrong with that. In the spirit, you can summon it and say, Money, I command you to locate me. You can begin to call the destiny helpers, to call the people that you need in your life, to call the things that you need. You say, In the name of Jesus, I call them to me. There is that part of prayer, there is calling. Amen. There is calling. Number two, the other part of prayer that we're also going to look at is commanding. So you can call things, but you can also command things. The commanding is an instruction where things are probably, I like certain man of God. He, God uses him in the ministry of prayer, of, of healing, but he was sharing with me the way he operates. I just laughed. You know, he just looks at a cripple and says, you cripple, I mean, you leg, you were never created to, to be bent like this. So I command you to behave. <laughs> you are, you were created to see. So I command you to behave. You are behaving badly. Hallelujah. But, but we're talking about commanding. And we'll see it in the scriptures where God uses men by the prophetic. So the prophetic calls things, commands things, and the third thing is declaring. Amen? So you, you, learn, you learn to call things, you learn to command things, and you learn to declare. To declare. Let's look at the calling. The book of... Um, and I think we're just going to focus on that and then we'll be done. Romans chapter 4. We're talking about prophesying. God said, son of man, these bones can live, but prophesy. 
call the winds. Even after they became flesh, we will see that part where he now began to call the winds. And then the breath came into these bodies. One man, it does not need many things, many, many people to change your family. It just needs you. Oh, hallelujah. Romans chapter 4, verse 16. Someone say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to prophesy until things around me change. The Bible talks about Abraham, chapter 4, and verse, it's a long scripture, but let me just focus on, on verse 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, yet he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Let's continue on. Um, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Let's move on. That is why it was created to him as righteousness. The words it was created for him were written not for him alone, but also for us whom God, uh, whom God will create righteousness for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Continue. He was delivered to, over to death for our sins and was raised for life for our justification. Um, okay. The word that I was looking for is actually in verse 17. It says, before whom he believed even God who quickens the dead and calleth those things, calls into being things that are not. God is able to use your mouth to call things. Can you learn to do that? You call things. That's what God said in the beginning. He says, let there be. He called things. He called the light. Do you know one very interesting thing that I found out? And, and science has proven it. That within darkness is light. Now you may not understand that. The light came out of There was darkness. Light did not come from, from anywhere else. Within the darkness itself came the light. So in your darkness, in your hardship, in your struggles, can you begin to speak the word of God? Say, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. The bones, I command bones to come. I call forth life into you. I call forth breath into you. Stop looking at the situation and begin to speak what God is saying. Begin to declare. Begin to command. Create your world. Hebrews, I want you to, I hope you're writing down these scriptures. Because I want you to go and meditate on these scriptures. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. Oh, hallelujah. Call. But as I said, this will not happen until you have separated worthy words from worthless. 11 verse 3, what does it tell us? By faith we understand that the worlds were framed. 11, 11 verse 3, 11 verse 3. The worlds were framed at God's command. I like a version which says, the worlds in the King James, it says the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were made not of things which appear. Hallelujah. You know, God's, God's way of doing things is very interesting. You find that, for example, they say, people who are into colors and all that, that almost, I mean, when you, when out of the color black, which is for darkness, you can, it's a combination of all the colors. I don't know how that happens. But it's the same thing. In the darkness itself came the light. 
and out of your dark situation, colors are about to come in Jesus' name. I said God is about to give your life that has been without color. He's going to give it some color. Uh, some blue and some yellow and some orange is about to come to your life. Your bank account or your mufuko is going to begin to see some colors. Some of them green. Some of them orange. You know the colors I'm talking about. All those colors are coming. You need to begin. To, you don't wake up in the morning and lament about it. You just say in the name of Jesus I call colors to come in this wallet in Jesus name. Everything that is on earth can hear your voice. Oh, hallelujah. Let's finish with the words of Jesus himself. Time has gone and I want to finish and we pray. Come on, tell your neighbor, you are a prophet. Not to other people, but to yourself. So don't come and prophesy to me because I've called you a prophet, okay? Begin by prophesying to yourself. <laughs> And then once God gives you the gift of prophecy, you can prophesy to me. But begin by yourself. Begin to prophesy to every dry bone. Say, you dry bone, hear the word of the Lord. Mifupa mikav. Mifuko. Hear the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus Christ said this, that whoever shall say to the mountain, you know, move from this place. Whoever shall say, tell your neighbor, say, 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 say. Stop crying and say. Stop complaining and say. Stop all these other things and say. Begin to command. Prophesy to the dry bone. Prophesy to your situation. Can you rise up? Uh, let's, just, let's just do some of this that I've been preaching about in the last minute. Think about your life and think about everything you've struggled with. First of all, let's just repent before God. Say, God, forgive me for the worthless words that I've been speaking for every way that I've cursed myself, every way I have put myself down, every way I have, have, re have caused myself to, to be in, in, in oppression, every way I have caused myself to be under bondage. Father, forgive me. Come on, go ahead and repent. Repent. Now begin to speak. Begin to speak some worthy words about your life. Begin to speak some worthy words about your children. Begin to prophesy about their future. Begin to prophesy about their destiny. Begin to prophesy about where they are going. Begin to prophesy. Come on, begin to talk. Talk to, to talk, 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 talk. Speak. There is power in what you say. Begin to prophesy. You dry bones. How does it go? Amen. Hallelujah. I just remember that song. It says, Mifupa Mikafu, I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up. Rise up. Come on, speak. Speak. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Begin to speak to your pain. Speak to your challenges. Speak to everything. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let every dry bone in your life receive life. May every dry bone, every dry bones, every dry bones, in the name of Jesus, let there be creation. Let there be creation. Let there be creation. Speak life. Speak life. Speak life. Speak life. For you parents, you need to lay hands on your children and speak life into them. Speak life, speak destiny. Don't speak concerning where you have come from. Speak concerning where you, where God is taking you. Where God is taking you. Speak concerning, speak life, speak life, speak life. 
in the name of Jesus, begin to create a world around you. Create a new world around you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now just raise your hands to Jesus. Raise your hands to Jesus. Father, everything that has been working against these, your people, because of the words that they spoke, whatever has been circulating in the heavenlies against their future, against their destiny, because of their repentance, we cancel it right now in the name of Jesus. The enemy will not have more power against their lives because of words that have been over them. The second thing that we are doing right now we are cancelling every word that men have spoken against your life, against your destiny. Whether it was witch doctors or sorcerers or members of your family, whoever say that you will not make it, whoever say that you will not prosper, whatever was spoken, we cancel it now in the name of Jesus. We cancel it now in the name of Jesus according to the word of God that says that no weapon that is fashioned against us shall prosper and every tongue that rises against us in judgment we shall condemn now open your mouth and condemn every word everything that was spoken it doesn't matter whether it was by your parents if they said you cannot make it that we cancel that word if they said you are not beautiful, we cancel that word. If they said you cannot prosper, we cancel that word. If someone told you you cannot get a job because you don't have the, the qualifications, cancel it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Now begin to release the blessing of God. Begin to command the blessing. Begin to speak. I will make it in Jesus' name. I will prosper in the name of Jesus. My children are blessed. My family is blessed. Wherever I go, I am favored. Whatever I touch is blessed. I am going to make it. I am going to survive. I am going to increase. Prophesy to the dry bones in your life. Come on, prophesy, prophesy. Prophesy to the dry bones. Prophesy the dry bones. You dry bones, you shall live. In the mighty name of Jesus, every dry bone in my life, I command you to live. I command you to leave. You will leave. Blessed assurance. The message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Oh.